0: sexy nerds of the nerd imperium welcome to this week's episode of the currently nerdy podcast we are your inner conclave of nerds. my name is diz and i am your pop
1: culture and sports nerd ali i am ali your classic nerd
2: and i'm v I'm your comic book nerd
1: well uh, gentlemen wait. stop shit god damn it
2: shut up Diz.
1: <laughs> gentlemen how, how are you surviving uh COVID 19
0: um i haven't showered in about a week
1: Oh God, are you one of those?
0: No, no, I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding.
1: I can actually see you getting grungy if you have to quarantine. No, no. You know, there are some people that are like, that like, if they don't have to go out, they just let, like, there's always that joke about like, the professor that goes on sabbatical, Uh or or that, you know, the person who who goes on a research, you know, whatever, Mm -hmm. binge, or or someone who gets fired, right? Or they're laid off. Mm -hmm. And then you see them like, months later, and they've gotten... Uh, a beard. Oh, yeah. they Howard use <laughs> the, themselves. The hair's grown yeah. out
0: <laughs> and they're grungy. So I haven't, like, I, I don't fix my hair in the morning, right? Like, I'll comb it after the shower, but, like, I don't put any product in it. And, like, I haven't Your been, Your lady like, doesn't
1: listen to this podcast, I hope.
0: She does, but, like, I can't okay. see her. <laughs> okay, I'm just saying,
1: like, I don't want you to give her a visual... <laughs> that, that might that might be like, maybe I don't want to see him after quarantine.
0: There's a pandemic, man. When this <laughs> pandemic ends, I'm going straight to the barbershop, getting clean, getting camped, and I'm going to see my girl. All right, well, just, <laughs> yeah. so, you know, so first <laughs> the first thing I'm doing. It's a uh, prison, right? It's like the yeah, first man. thing you do. I haven't, I, I'm going through alcohol withdrawals, guys. I, have oh my drink, I haven't drank in like what three if it weeks.
1: Took a What if it took a pandemic to end your alcoholism?
2: Wow. <laughs> How insane would that be? I mean, it's already bringing about socialism, so why not? Like, why wouldn't it and Diz's <laughs> oh, end alcoholism?
1: Years of us hammering at him, and it didn't work, but then there's like a global pandemic, and Diz suddenly, he's like, he's a prohibitionist.
2: Oh, man. Yeah, no. Oh, God, to That
1: Islam. would be so funny.
2: Uh, that yeah. would, Actually, it would be really funny if, like, somehow he became more devout
1: than you did. Oh, God. Imagine it only took, you know, 3% of the American population to die. (laughs) But somehow Diz improved (laughs) during the month and a half that we were in quarantine. Other people are miserable. They got laid off their jobs. People are dead. Family members gone. Diz has somehow, he comes out, he's lost weight. <laughs> he's given. He's given up alcohol. Yeah, he's you got gotta, good. He's got good eating and sleeping habits. Yeah. I have been sleeping like at decent hours and he's waking. Observing up. Ramadan, you know,
2: <laughs> that's when
1: if Disney observes Ramadan this year, then
2: wow, this hey.
1: pandemic did some stuff. Ali, real quick, man. Since there's a pandemic, does that mean Ramadan is canceled? No. Uh, if you can, if you can fast, so like, Islam is a very pragmatic religion, and very in a lot of ways, I was just tweeting the, uh, about how. Islam and Judaism, it's like the two religions that really kind of like, they have a very pragmatic approach to religion and God. Mm. So if there's a pandemic and you were directly affected, meaning like, for example, you're a doctor who's working extremely late hours or whatnot, then Uh yeah, you shouldn't fast. You're totally excused from that religious duty or religious obligation. If you're unhealthy or there's some type of food scarcity, all are valid reasons that you don't have to fast. But if you can, like if the only thing that's happened is that you're in self-isolation, then yeah, mm. you could you could still fast,
3: uh-huh. um,
1: and the only thing that you should avoid would be like congregations, like taraweh prayers for which only oh, really Sunnis are the ones who really kind of focus on it, Shia not not as much, but uh, taraweh prayers uh, you know it would be uh, affected first and foremost. Um, but for Sunnis and Shias, most religious obligations I think in this type of pandemic are kind of unaffected.
0: Yeah, well my mom's been going to online masjid. They have Zoom oh with god. the sheikh. The sheikh, like I woke up to it this morning. <laughs> oh my god!
2: I mean, it's good that she's taking it seriously, though. Oh man, my you know mom. I mean? um, Did like, it take a bit to convince her though? Okay, so
0: week. Uh, I think um, a couple weeks back, when like it first became like he, like really really big, right? Like when they're like, "All right, people, you need to sit your ass at home, social distancing." It was it was like two weeks ago yeah. when that happened. So at that time. Um, that weekend she had a concert planned for her. So my mom like works with a nonprofit, and her nonprofit was doing a charity concert that Sunday. Mm. And then, um, I remember like that Wednesday, like, or two Monday or Tuesday, myself and then Amir, my roommate, were talking to her and like, hey, like, I don't know if that's such a smart idea. Like, you know, we shouldn't be in like large gatherings like that like you know like you have health issues like it's just not smart for you to do that Hmm. and she's like no i don't don't think it's going to be a problem blah 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 right Mm -hmm. and then like i think like we both sat her down again and we're like hey listen you know like you're pushing 60 you have diabetes like you've had heart issues in the past like it's just like honestly like I, i i i told her i'm like i i would be really really upset if you went to that concert, if your organization wants to continue to throw it mm. fine, but like I'd be really upset if you went like because I think, you know, you're going to put yourself in a lot of harm. Mm. And then like once I told her that like her and her like organization talked, and they're like, yeah, you know, like we should cancel it and they cancel it and my mom hasn't left the house really since it, uh, she like. She has to go and drop off food to my grandma's sister at a rehab facility. Mm-hmm. But she'll go and, like, drop it off at the door. One of the nurses comes and picks it up and then mm-hmm. takes well, it Well, they're in her. quarantine over there yeah. entirely. Yeah. yeah. So, like, that's all she'll do is, like, she'll get out, go drop off food to my grandma's sister um, when, like, it's her night to cook for her. And that's really it. She's maybe gone to the grocery <laughs> this store. Is a big de- this
1: is a big deal because most people don't know, uh, obviously, our family dynamics. But yeah. take Diz and make him a hijabi yeah <laughs>
3: and
1: that's and like a little bit worse because like you're not a you're not like if you have to stay home at night it's not that big a deal yeah, yeah. in fact you're pretty comfortable being a homebody even though you're an extrovert and very social yeah
0: right? i'm a very introverted extrovert I've, yeah
1: you're you're that you're a very intro you're yeah that's good that's a good way of saying it you're you're very good at that your mom on the other hand is like restless restless mm-hmm. i mean like we used to remember like the ongoing joke for our, us family members, is whenever she would come visit us, we would time how long it would take before she was like, I gotta go <laughs>
3: to, to something oh, wow. or another,
1: right? Yeah. Or oh, I gotta go visit so and so, I gotta go to the mosque, or I gotta go. And it was almost always roughly about eight minutes. It's like the max she could stay at one place if there wasn't, like, an event going on. Yeah. If it wasn't, like, a wedding or a party or one, if she was, like, she was just visiting, it's, like, eight minutes was the max and you could see it, she'd get restless. So, so this is a, or she'd this be is, on, like, a phone call. Or she'd be on the phone call. This is a big deal. Yeah. <laughs> this is, mom is taking it seriously. That means that, the, that we've finally gotten to that point where things are... Just, Things are dangerous. Now.
2: Yeah. Which, I is guess that's it? it's a good sign for Diz going sober then, you know? Like... Oh, yeah, yeah, dude. That's the
0: thing. Like, I have booze in my freaking room, but I can't drink it because she's here. <laughs> so th-
1: this is this was all a great ploy to get you. There's actually no virus. Yeah. I mean, this was all <laughs> an elaborate intervention.
2: <laughs> There's actually a whole It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia episode where they go into quarantine. Oh, yeah. Right? And they lock themselves in the bar and, like, they start getting symptoms. And it's because, and then they realize that they're getting they're getting sick because they're they're suffering from alcohol withdrawal. Oh God! And they're not actually getting sick. It's <laughs> literally funny. it's like a thir- it's a thirty minutes of Diz's life, like and mm-hmm. condensed into it. and It's always sunny in Philadelphia. Well, this, I, so. I do
1: wonder, like, for people who are who are heavy weed smokers.
0: Oh no, cannabis shops are open. Okay, yeah, so cannabis are. shops are open. I didn't they yeah. they're considered they're, they're considered essential, um, like what well, can understand it for people
1: who are like who need it for medication like mm-hmm. for stress anxiety pain yeah. etc but there is like a like i wonder like for people who don't have that who smoke just recreationally yeah but well, I smoke mean, quite yeah. heavily california is a recreational state so it's allowed here recreationally i know but what i'm saying is like it's like what if they're cut off like those recreation people are cut off like how and how much well, losing the coping mechanism yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. There's, like, states where... alcohol isn't a coping mechanism for you. Like, yeah, you use it sometimes to de-stress, but it's not uh, yeah, like rarely. you're drinking every night. No, no, no. no. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, it's yeah, not yeah. like... Whereas, like, if people who smoke smoke regularly. Mm-hmm. Right? It's not like, oh, I'm going to do it on the weekends. Like, they do it daily.
3: Yeah. Like, no,
1: what happens so. if you get cut off from
2: that? I think California was, is, you know, they make so much money off that shit, they're well, no, okay but with states, like Roman, right? You
1: think that they would be the last thing they'd cut off V? I think so. I mean, they actually—you know
2: what they did out here—is like they're letting you. They're letting restaurants sell alcohol to go. Yeah, that's new. Oh, interesting. Yeah, they're letting Mm -hmm. them do that out here. So uh, you know, obviously, (laughs) they saw they saw that you somehow people needed their. Even though I don't know, you know how the alcohol is supposed to do anything to help you. uh, I mean, if anything, you drink enough of it, you start to forget that you're supposed to be quarantined. Next thing you know. (laughs) You know, like, you're out looking for a cafe. Yeah, you know like social distancing doesn't drunk. work when you're when you're drunk, you know? Like it doesn't make any sense. You know? So I, you I, know
1: the thing that 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 fascinates me uh, about all this is like we're, we're living in this moment where uh all you have to do is self-isolate, mm-hmm. right? And it's not like full-on quarantine. People are still DoorDashing, they're still yeah uber eating they're still doing all sorts of things drive throughs grocery stores it's just a matter of like hey let's just take it down one or two notches that's all it is right like it's not full shutdown and it's like you can see the cabin fever setting in for people oh yeah
2: oh absolutely there
1: is like a whole segment of people who grew up not learning how to love their own company
2: yeah. Oh, and yeah. you
1: could see it like they, they can't handle it. Um, a prime example of this is, is my my as is people in our family does Like my sister is a prime example of This right. It's like uh-huh. she could never stand being alone or in a quiet room uh-huh. There was always my parents always remarked that whenever they left my sister home alone When they came back the music would be blaring all oh, lights would be on She's like, She needed like something to distract her because she couldn't handle Sitting in her own thoughts on yeah. the other hand they'd come back and they see me just sitting in a chair reading yeah. or laying on the floor staring at the ceiling <laughs> like the, the like the night and day comparison is real and now we're seeing it in like in our adult life i have a, like you go on twitter people are losing their fucking mind. yeah i know and it's been a week
2: yeah <laughs> it's, been, it's been 7 days like
1: i thank you for bringing it because we get to clarify for for people who are listening to us in like 2040 It's been a week. Yeah, about a week, week and a half, I want to say, of quarantine. (laughs) A full work week. Yeah. Okay, we need to stop calling it quarantine. It's not even quarantine. Okay. Social distancing. Let's call it social Social distancing. distancing. People are like, you could still interact with people. (laughs) Yeah.
2: You could still have communication. Yeah, like no one's (laughs) kicking you off the street if you're walking around, right? Like they're not
1: like. (laughs) There's no martial law. It's been a week of people, of literally the government saying, hey, do you guys mind taking it down a notch or two? That's all. Bro, but people,
0: some people haven't, man. So, like. No, they haven't. Look, so my hometown is Northern, like, Springfield, Virginia. Northern Virginia DMV, right? So, right outside of D.C. This time of year, every year, is the cherry blossom season. So, the fucking Mm -hmm. cherry blossoms are beautiful. But you know what you're not supposed to do when we're practicing social distancing is fucking take a weekend trip to D.C. and walk around the monuments so you can see the cherry blossoms. Yeah. No,
1: asshole. Yeah. Just fucking look at a picture of them. It uh, looks the damn same. But that's that's the issue, right? Is like, so you you live in Southern California. You both do, right? Yeah. And. Southern California didn't take it seriously in the comparison to Northern California, which like, oh, yeah, shut sure. down, right? Yeah. Like, Northern California is taking it seriously. They shut good, down. Good. Honestly, they're they've been through enough. The curve. With, with The <laughs> fires and
2: everything in Northern California. I was like, they're like, we're done dealing with tragedy. Everything's already burnt down. We don't yeah. need a fucking virus going around yeah. here, too. Yeah, they're, they're, you know, they're, like,
1: they've got their sh- like They're flattening the curve. But. I mean, Southern California. You guys, you not at all. And in the same things, like so, just recently, uh, spring break was was going on either last week or it's currently going on this week for college students. And one of the things that people noted is that it didn't impact spring breakers at all.
2: Yeah, yeah. That they I saw ended that. up
1: congregating without any consideration. Like we already saw it on St. Patty's Day where uh, people gathered, and they st- and there was only a handful of bars open, but they still went to those bars, and there was a, a line out the door. But just recently, they were at, Sp- at Spring Beach and at Miami Beach, etc., down in Florida, and they interviewed people who were there, and they were talking about how bummed they were that some of these restaurants and bars were closed down, that these people had traveled. One guy said, I quote, If I get corona, I get corona. At the end of the day, I'm not going to let it stop me from partying.
2: Yeah, I saw that more on what the backwards hat. Yeah, yeah and the glasses. The, I,
1: now, the particular twisted irony of this is... No, he's just white, not glasses. Just this week. So this sunglasses. was this was last week. Mm-hmm. They were talking about it. They were congregating on the beach. This week, there was a spike of confirmed cases amongst college students in Florida. Well, imagine that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah imagine no, that. they were saying, what, like 12 of those kids from Spring Break tested positive so far? <laughs> yep. Wow. Now, this is the thing about viruses, right? So it's like those 12 people tested it. But how many people did they interact with as they were traveling, both in Florida, outside of it, when they went back to their dorms, when they back to their homes? And how many people did those people interact with? This is what makes pandemics so dangerous, right? It's not a matter of, oh, how many people get sick. It's about how many people transfer this. Well, I mean, we... um,
0: the, an organization that Ali and I work work with, um, we've mentioned it before, the Samovar Network, or the yeah. Samovar Network, but it's spelled the Samovar Network. Um, we did a, a Facebook Live with a bunch of like you know medical health professionals yep. last Friday on it. You could ch- check it out on our Facebook and also on our YouTube. Yeah. Quick Moderated
1: by our own doctor, Reza yeah. Hasabi.
0: Congrats. He just got matched to UCLA, by the way. Yeah, super, super proud of you, bro. Super proud. Um, but like uh, the doctor on there, her name was Lita Rashid, and she said... For every one person who gets coronavirus, they spread it to a minimum of 2.2 2 people. Which, ha- with high estimates, going to like 2.5 to like 2.6. And then each one of those to 2.5. Like, like yeah. that's
1: the
2: thing.
0: That's It's insane, bro. It's like a fucking it's chain mail gone wrong, it's bro. A it's a like fucked getting... up
2: pyramid scheme. <laughs> <Right? employers. laughs> it's like reverse Herbalife. Yeah. You know, like... It's a more effective Herbalife. Herbal life. life is such a
1: dated reference? I love that. Like all the millennials and and Gen X totally get that, but yeah. Gen Z just went what?
0: It's it's like
2: what other MSMs are there? That, what what's a <laughs> modern MSM? LuLaRoe. No, they're dead. No, the pant, uh, ladies uh, that make the pants.
0: No, LuLaRoe's still around. It's the, uh, really? the 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 makeup one, Rodan and Fields.
2: Rodan and Fields. Yeah, yeah, yeah the they're ones really that sound dead. like Godzilla villains. Yeah, that, that one.
0: Or if you're a Brooklyn Nine Nine fan, NutraBoom. Neutral <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Boom, boom. Yeah.
2: No, that's, uh, dude, you know. You it's, know it's fit actually, tea.
1: Fit tea would be the fit, equivalent. Okay, yeah, there yeah, fit go.
2: tea. Or whatever it is, right? It's fucked up. It's even worse because it's like, it's not only, it's it's, it's fucking up your health. You know, it's probably fucking up your bank account the same way that MSMs do too.
3: Yeah.
2: Right? And I feel particularly bad for you guys, right? Because, you know, I consider myself an honorary Afghan. Uh on occasion right hopefully you guys do once in a while so you never invite me to afghan functions i can think that on occasion (laughs) you
1: whine like an afghan certainly does
2: (laughs) i know yeah it's true see i learned it from the best right i always feel bad because i swear to god like the way that afghans congregate to one another this has got to be a horrible virus for them because yeah ali you know when we were younger you know i would hang at your house probably what at least once a week twice a week maybe and i swear to god every other week there was 15 cars in your driveway yeah you called it the, the whole what did you block. call it this is I really called good called the, the German blockade right <laughs> I love because this because I I swear to god it was like it was like there was a bunch of U-boats trying to like guard the the freaking Atlantic Ocean
1: <laughs> I started calling it the German blockade after that
2: every time yeah, they congregated because they were there at like every other week I swear to god like so, I, I ended up at your house I mean I went to your house just as much as they did so like I really shouldn't be complaining but, but, yeah, but there's a difference between two people
1: hanging together. out yeah versus like 50 people hanging out. Yeah, yeah. But
0: but see, uh one of one of our friends actually tweeted this earlier today. So one of the biggest reasons why um coronavirus spread as fast as it did and as hard as it did in Italy is because of the sense of family that they have, right? Yeah. Um, okay. And it's it's the sense. same thing with the Afghan American community, right? Or the Afghan diaspora. We have like a and i i want to say the same thing with like the hispanic diaspora as well yeah, from what i've noticed
1: there's collectivist cultures and individualistic cultures yeah so like right? and you could see yeah. that
0: so for us like social distancing is like super hard because like afghans are just used to just being together because that that's all they knew they came to this country as freaking refugees didn't speak the language so it's like yeah i'm gonna go to my uncle's house i'm gonna go to my cousin's house i'm gonna go to my brother's uh, house
1: the converse of this which is quite fascinating though is like as a like america is a prime example of hyper individualism right of that individualistic mindset where you would think okay well self-isolation should be easy for americans right Mm -hmm. because they don't draw along a strong sense of self from groups or family or whatnot or that's the stereotype but the reality that we're seeing here is that that sense of hyper individualism also means deep
2: selfishness oh yeah yeah. so what
1: we're seeing from americans is i don't give a shit.
2: that's true right i don't care (laughs) if this is
1: going on it shouldn't impact i'm not gonna live my life according to fear it shouldn't impact me i'm gonna go out the, and the reality is that part of self-isolation isn't about protecting yourself. It's about yeah. protecting others. So like Diz, self-isolating, it's not about Diz getting sick, right? Yeah. The chances of Diz getting sick are pretty low. The chances yeah. of Diz getting sick and it becoming dangerous for Diz are also very low but this is getting his mom sick who's got a weak immune system that's the real threat right it's like you self-isolate not because you're afraid you mm-hmm. self-isolate because you don't want to get your friends and family <laughs> sick you yeah. don't get your grandparents sick you don't want to get your aunts and uncles sick and this is where americans are basically like fuck everybody else yeah, <laughs> i, I only care about me i'm gonna i'm gonna do whatever it takes to make money during this time i'm gonna do whatever it takes so that i can live my life the way like, like they're thinking about the self and the self only which means that sci-fi self-isolation they don't care about taking this seriously they don't care about and the other component of this which is important for this kind of social factor is that we all got to pitch in mm-hmm. we all got to yeah. help each other out you know what i mean absolutely like, this is part of this like you gotta like we get through this together but people don't think like that and so like you're seeing america go into these panic buy modes and weird like you look you're just watching the news and you're going what the fuck.
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, there is, uh, I think one of the most perfect examples of that is, I'm sure you guys read it. I think this happened around, like, earlier during uh, when coronavirus was getting big, but like, the uh, that guy from Tennessee who, oh, like, yeah. bought up all that, all the san- hand sanitizer and shit. Yeah. Did you hear about that, Diz? Yeah. yeah. Fucking yeah. prick. So, like. Stocked there... up on hand sanitizer and Lysol wipes and all yeah. that. Yeah. This, this dumb, selfish bastard. This is, I think, I find this is, like, peak capitalism, right? Yeah. Like, in the sense, of this guy named Matt Colvin from Chattanooga, Tennessee. Yeah. You know, uh, one, one of, of the... Yeah, of course, it's Chattanooga, Tennessee. You of know, course there was... Is. I'll tell you right now, like, you know, looking at the notes for this, uh, you know, for this episode here, you know, we have a lot of a lot of the best of America here from a lot of weird-named uh, cities, <laughs> you know? Like, but, like, so this guy, Matt Colvin, he's, like, a, he's an Amazon seller. And, you know, when he heard about the first deaths from coronavirus. And uh, he actually went and traveled around Tennessee with his brother and they bought collectively 17,700 bottles of hand sanitizer on top of like wipes and other like, you know, products that are, you know, meant to, you know, like Lysol and everything else. Right. Went to dollar stores and bought up all this shit. Right. 1300 miles in a U-Haul. Right. Buying as much as they, so he literally went like through Tennessee he went to like kind of like the neighboring borders of like other states, right? And then what he did was he ended up going to Amazon selling these things anywhere between eight dollars to seventy, depending on like how big the package was. Wow. Right? Eight. So we was literally buying stuff for a dollar, selling it for eight. Yeah. Right. And what's crazy is that, you know, these he's buying these things. We're we're already talking right now. We talked last week about the lack of respirators. Yeah. Right. The yeah. fact that the the store shelves have been empty of, of these essential things for oh, medical yeah. professionals. Not yeah, yeah. not citizens, like medical professionals, people who actually need this, who are on the front yeah. lines of fighting yeah. this virus. Yeah. Right. And yeah. these guys are sitting there, they're hoarding these things in order to make a buck off of Amazon. Now, yeah. what eventually happened was Amazon had to step in because it got pressured publicly. Yeah. And it had to curb sellers like Matt Colvin and his brother because the, the profiteering, the gouging became so bad during yeah. a pandemic. And eventually eBay kind of followed along with that too, right? And eventually they've had, they had to get cut off because there's no way. Like, I think the backlash was so bad. Yeah. Now to but give you an example, sad? sorry.
1: The sad thing is like, it shouldn't take public backlash for Amazon to do the right thing, for eBay to do the right thing. Fuck, let's go to the source. If we're fucking the 99 cent store and the, the Albertsons or whatever to also do, or the Target to do the right thing, be like, hey, wait a minute, we're not going to sell you 50 packets or 50 boxes of this. Well,
0: so yeah. I went to the grocery store on Saturday. So I left my house for the first time in like a couple of weeks on Saturday because, you know, like, we just needed some some f- extra food at the house because we were running low. So by food I meant I was running low from fucking snacks and I ate all my cookies and <laughs>
3: chips and shit. Yeah. <laughs> so so I went I went to the grocery groceries,
2: bro. Eat <laughs> you know, so my cookies. Your, your quarantine meals are also like the, the shitty food that people eat on no, road trips. Uh, no, man. <laughs> you know? I
0: needed it, man. I, I need my snacks. If I'm going to be stuck at home all day, I need ice cream and cookies and chips. Yeah,
2: this is scratching his neck right now like Tyrone uh, Biggums. Yeah. You
0: know? I need my Oreos, man. <laughs> um, but I went to the grocery store. First off, they were sold out of like hot dogs and all that shit, right? All deli meats, hot dogs, cheeses were gone, Right. I'm upset and, about the cheese thing. Yeah. But oh the the gourmet cheeses were still there. You could go to the, the like the deli and get the gourmet stuff, but like the cheap stuff was all gone, like all the shredded cheese. But like wait, 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 why hot
2: dogs? Is that like a I don't know,
0: I it's, because it's easy it's like to make, a, is that what it's like
2: they're they're packed with all the all the preservatives, like nitrates and stuff. Okay, so, so you
1: can make okay, you can keep them for a long time and you can okay, I get it. Yeah, I get yeah, it. I think okay. so, yeah, so yeah. yeah. I was about
2: to say, I was like, who the fuck has a craving yeah. for hot dogs? Yeah.
0: All all pastas were gone. But they had signs there that said like these items are limit two per person, or Good. these items are limit one yeah. per person, right? Like, they made signs, like, that said that shit, but, like, did you see that lady at the dollar store who fucking bought,
1: like, all the, all, toilet, paper? All the
0: toilet paper and then started yelling, yeah. go Donald Trump!
1: Yeah. Oh,
2: yes. yeah. God, this really is bringing out the sort of worst in some people, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Bro. Well, you know, like, oh, so, you know what's messed up is, like, you know, he got interviewed by by media and everything, right? And... I got to tell you, man, like, these situations, they really show you, like, the true face of humanity, right? It's almost yeah. like, you know, like, any, any like, comic book you read, any movie you watch, where it has, like, where that's the end of the world, society breaks down, right? Lord of the Flies type shit. Mm-hmm. You know, you always kind of see, like, the true face of humanity, right? And kind of the selfish, ugly parts, sides of it, right? What's even better is that, like, I think this pandemic has kind of shown kind of the, the more fucking ridiculous sides of people. Mm-hmm. right and the and you know cuz it's like he they asked the the colvin brothers like why you know like what the justification for doing this was right and it's a, and they essentially said that they didn't take the pandemic seriously um uh, they took it seriously enough to drive mm-hmm. 1300 miles right mm-hmm. you fucking assholes don't <laughs> buy it
1: for a second
2: yeah What's even worse is that he said, and this is—I'm I'm like paraphrasing here—but this is an actual quote. He said he was providing a, a public service, but he was getting paid for it. Oh my god! Because, and this was this was his way of justifying. It. It's all like because if you go into the city, right, where there's a densely packed population, you know, obviously those things are all going to be sold out, right? So it's going to be impossible for you to find them. Well, we went and drove we to up some
1: bought it all asshole. Yeah.
2: Right. Well, we went to a small town or these places, these dollar stores in the middle of nowhere where there isn't a dense population and we're buying these things so people in the city can have access to them. That was his. Oh my
3: God. That Fake, was his. I didn't fucking... know
2: that was his just, I knew he said he didn't
1: regret it.
2: Yeah. You know, and that was wow. his whole justification for it. Right. Wow. And when people, they really, people really got pissed off about that. Right. And then Amazon had to shut down the operation. So they made no, they barely made any money. I think they sold, they did maybe, they said they maybe did like, you know, like a hundred transactions off of what they had sold. So they gouged people and they made money already. What's even crazier is that Amazon shut them down. They got investigated, right? From, uh, they got, inve- they're getting investigated by the local government, right? The, uh, the storage unit was holding all of his stuff that he was selling on Amazon, decided uh-huh. that they, yeah, kicked him out. Good. Right? right he's uh now he's he's actually donating everything to a local church to like redistribute and everything else what i think is funnier is though like because people kind of found out and this is this is the internet kind of being it's kind of scary but it's beautiful at the same time people kind of got upset at the whole thing and they kind of found out his address so they started randomly sending him pizzas
3: what you know like
2: yeah so they started ordering and they so apparently he's getting he's getting hassled by pizza people all the time now
3: <laughs> but like <laughs> you know? unpaid
2: pizzas yeah, like people like people like ordering pizzas. I think they're probably ordering them online. Yeah, right. And like, delivery, so. yeah, yeah, and like they're sending it to them. And I feel, you know, and I, I would, I, I think it'd be funny if it's like he donated all of his like all the sanitary stuff, and he ended up getting the virus because of all the pizza men that were coming through. <laughs> like, wouldn't that be the greatest thing ever? Like Papa John's ass, right? I want like I want Papa John's to be there. I want them to 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 waste their time because it's Papa John's number one, right? <laughs> their fucking racist garlic sauce and i want i want i want the and I, 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 I i like not i don't want him to die or anything right but i would like i think it'd be ironic and it also like kind of show justice that he would end up getting the virus and not have any like the supplies
3: that well, he is, needed to clean there, like his surfaces like, there
1: is a certain weird irony to this pandemic where sometimes you do like you read the news and you do wonder like man we really are living in a simulation Wait, yeah, so like Rand Paul denied yeah, that. he denied funding yeah. for the coronavirus, and then a week later he tests positive for it. Oh and, yeah! And not <laughs> only that, dude,
0: fucking Ron Paul the other day, his dad, yeah, like literally like maybe five days ago, tweeted about how it's the coronavirus is a hoax,
1: and then his son gets yeah, there's yeah. a weird like there's a couple and it's not just him there's like another like a like two other Republicans same thing has happened to them where they like denied that it existed and then they ended up getting it like a week or two later and you're like oh, oh my shit God. we really are living in a simulation Bro, but then you bastard. find out that the reason they did it is that there's a collective uh, Skittles jar <laughs> in congress that people don't know about <laughs> have you guys heard about this no. no no there's a trough they have a trough of just skittles or m&ms or something like that like candy yeah uh-huh. that's a collective that they all just kind of dig their hands in <laughs>
3: <laughs> you know there's things like, things like
1: rich people stupid shit that rich people do right yeah so, yeah, yeah and that's where apparently i uh, love it, it might have spread so that's why there's like a bunch of them that are now in self-quarantine See, this
2: is this this is proof to me that that a, that a, a just god may very well exist right <laughs> so,
1: like mitt romney is in quarantine
2: there's wow, a couple wow. there's like a couple of them that are now think about uh, it man like the people who would vote against gay marriage Right? Got sick when they tasted the rainbow, you stupid motherfuckers. <laughs>
1: have they
0: not? You through fucking through.
2: suited bastards. <laughs> well, when the, yeah, there
1: is a certain fundamental f- hilarious irony here. And this is why people have also been watching Trump very closely. Because they're wondering, like, does he have the Rona? Uh, uh, <laughs> does he have the they've Rona? been asking for ages, like, and So, like, first he's like, no, I didn't take the test. His doctor's like, no, he didn't take the test. And then he's like, all right, I, I did take the test. and then it's like oh no but don't worry he came out negative for it but people have been watching because a lot of the people he interacted with so like bolsonaro in uh brazil Brazil. yeah Ended up he has the coronavirus and what's worse is that he was in mar-a-lago uh while he was infected oh nice so there's an idea like okay maybe he passed it on so it was a bolsonaro and his aide both had it bolsonaro then stupidly held a committee meeting where he was coughing up so now there's a fear that like all of brazil's government is basically <laughs> infected um, and then the same thing now is like the idea is like there's so many contact points between trump and a bunch of the people that have had been infected so people are like they're playing trutherism like in the same way there's a weird irony that you know he his political stardom started with birtherism yeah mm-hmm. right the birth certificate trutherism right? like oh yeah, it's not yeah. true it's a fake birth certificate now people are doubting his medical test so like there's a whole contingent of, of Twitter and online that's like, no, he actually has the coronavirus and they're, they're you know he's gonna die any day now huh? he probably won't. but you know they, they've been they've been doing the same trutherism that he did to the birth certificate to his medical records. bro wow. There's like so there's definitely
0: an irony here. Let's let's talk irony, all right. We're a little late because we didn't talk about this a few weeks ago when it happened. Yeah. but for me, the sports fan here, it's been a trying time because there's nothing. <laughs> there's oh, literally yeah. nothing out there, man. I've been watching. Yeah, man,
2: you want to talk about stir crazy. How have you been surviving Bro, with Bro, I've been watching
0: motherfuckers play 2K on fucking YouTube and Twitch to get my fucking sports oh, fix. So
2: okay, so you're actually, you're actually, you know, trying to earn your nerd cred by actually watching streaming games.
0: Yeah, I'm watching people stream video games, like sports wow. games. Look at keep, this, this virus, literally.
2: Look at this This virus not only made Diz a, a good Muslim boy, you know they're making him sober, and he's actually becoming a genuine nerd now. Oh Jesus! <laughs> but no, um, yeah, that's also true. <laughs> um, but uh, a, c- a couple
0: weeks ago, they they um, they didn't cancel the NBA; they postponed the NBA season. All right, yeah, because. One of the players from the Utah Jazz tested positive for it. And this player's name is Rudy Gobert. So, Rudy Gobert is one of the best players in the NBA. All right. He was an all star center for the Utah Jazz. Ali, the center is the big guy on the team. Okay. The really tall one. I know what the center is. Okay. So, like Shaquille O'Neal was a center. Yeah. I know know Uh, what a center is. Okay. Um, But Rudy Gobert is a French citizen who plays here. And he's, you know, he interacts with like the French national team. And there's a lot of cases from like, people from france who got the coronavirus early on because yeah. europe got it you know like they they're a little ahead of us uh, actually that.
1: we got it before they did
0: but they're there theirs was spreading faster than ours there's,
1: well theirs they began testing so they we know where they spread uh-huh. the u.s is probably the same way as like other places are we just don't have enough tests so we don't know uh-huh. that's the issue okay but, uh, technically it arrived in in america in june 20th Oh shit! Like, yeah, Seattle was one of the first cases, and so California. It was we got it very early on. The problem is we didn't test early on. So Germany is an example of a country that's actually done a good job. Uh-huh. Germany, there's a high rate of infection and a low rate of death, and that's because they've been testing from the right beginning. Same with Vietnam. Vietnam has like a phenomenal response to this, along with South Korea, because one of the things they did is like, okay, we're gonna test, and we're gonna test from like everybody. Yeah, and it worked. Yeah. yeah. There's France also that didn't. Song. France didn't take it seriously. England didn't take it seriously. Italy didn't, Italy didn't take, take it, it seriously.
0: Yeah. But um anyways, so they had a press conference like uh Sunday the tenth or whatever. No, prior to that. Whatever. It was on the first like Sundays um in 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 the month of March, right? Yeah. So the reporters were spread out, the players were further from the reporters and like they were doing this to take precaution and like they asked like rudy gobert like about it and then you know he's just kind of like cracking jokes about like how he didn't think it was serious this this and this and at the end of the conference the fucker goes and touches all the mics and shit right like ooh, because you're not supposed to touch you they told players to stop like touching random things yeah so he goes and he touches all the mics and then that that night during like the warm-ups and shit like they're asking the star the other star player in his team a guy named donovan mitchell who's, like, the best player on their team. Um, And they're like, yes, you know, like, I guess, like, they're asking him about it. And he's like, yeah, you know, like, we're trying to take precautions and, like, be as safe as we can, blah, 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 blah. And then Rudy Gobert comes up and just starts rubbing his head and his face and shit. (laughs) Oh, Oh my God. (laughs) And then that Wednesday, there is a game going. And one of the players from the other team goes, yo, what's wrong with Rudy. He doesn't look good. So this guy, Chris Paul, is the Chris Paul's a point guard for the Oklahoma City Thunder. He used to play for the Clippers um, as well. And he's the head of the NBA Players Association, right? So he he notices that Rudy Gobert doesn't look good. He's like, yo, what's wrong with Rudy? And they like they canceled the game because Rudy Gobert had like flu like symptoms, of course. turns out Rudy Gobert is the first player in the NBA that tested positive for coronavirus wow. and then then a couple days later we find out that that guy that he rubbed his face Donovan Mitchell ends up getting it yeah. <laughs> oh, no! and then it, it's also what's also ironic is prior to that game like there was fans and stuff while they were doing warm-ups and like the fans like hey Rudy can I get a high or hey Donovan can I get a high five and Donovan's like yo man I can't give you high fives you might got that Rona right like just kind of like joking with them and then he ends up getting it.
1: Oh jeez, there's a there's that football coach that went viral, the the soccer coach in Europe. What's his name? He's a German dude I think or he's a Dutch I think. Jan We're Sp- Clearman. I think it's Clergman or something like that, mm-hmm. yeah, where like the fans were reaching out to high-five him, and he's uh-huh. like, he's like, put your fucking hands away, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's, and he's like, he's notoriously famous for being like the most sensible coach, yeah. <laughs> like he's an he's, he's icon because he's very blunt yeah, and yeah. sensible, yeah, <laughs> so, like, Jurgen, Jurgen g- Klingman or
0: something,
3: that's,
1: else. that's the name, it's so, like, this is a gif of him where you could just, you could see the words, He's saying you don't even hear it. You he just see. like, "Put your fucking hands." <laughs> the fans are reaching out to shake his hands. But this is there is something that's uh, interesting in what you said. So these people, there is a, okay. We all know the irony here, right? Yeah. That the people who are joking about it, they end up getting in. Like, there's a weird like component of the like, music. Oh, we're living in a simulation. That's just social media, right? Because mm-hmm. we're able to get that information right off the bat. Okay. But there is an, another component here too. Notice how all these people find out really quickly that they got it yeah oh yeah because yeah. they're able to get the tests well there's a discrepancy, yeah. right there's a there's a very clear uh, a discrepancy here yeah. There's a very clear issue here because there is a lack of tests in America. Mm-hmm. That's the crisis that America is facing is that we're the richest country in the world, but we don't have enough ventilators. No. We don't have enough masks. No. We don't have enough tests. And that's the problem. Is that So you talked about how um, when, you got, when you felt sick, right, and luckily it turned out not to be the coronavirus, yeah. but that they were very reluctant to test you. 100% that they took a moment. why because it's not because they you know they're assholes it's because they don't have enough they don't tests. have the resources so they, they literally need to ration their testing that's yeah. insane so and yet now you have all these celebrities who like within a day like I, um, I just want to tell you all that I got the coronavirus like Idris Elba Tom yeah. Hanks right? okay. because why in, they got the te- access to tests in Tom Hanks's case him and his wife had
0: symptoms right Yeah. so yeah. fair i get it and they were in australia they were in australia they were they were you know they were they were in a foreign country whatever yeah um idris alba literally said he had no symptoms right yeah i guess he had come like he had been in contact with someone who may have had a confirmed case but he still got tested for it right yeah um it's it's just bullshit so like my partner is a healthcare professional right yeah and she told me like how rough it is like they they just don't have the testing for it and the CDC doesn't want to test everyone right cuz yeah. cuz they think it's a waste of resources yeah. like i've known i have many friends who've had v- like similar symptoms to corona and they haven't tested them for it they'll just yeah. be like yeah you know like just to sit at home and like hope it gets better because like they assume because we're young and we're healthy
1: that we'll be okay, right? But a lot Which of, it turns out it's actually not true. No. That yeah. health younger people are dying just as maybe not as high a rate as older people. So the rate for older people dying is about anywhere between eight to twenty percent. Yeah. It's pretty high. Wow. It turns out that young people are also dying and not in kind of small numbers. It's not like 0.01%. We're talking about 5%. That's So huge. it's still pretty high for, for young people to be killed. And a lot of these kind of even doctors, younger doctors, are ending up dying as a result of this. People who are in their 30s and 40s, not people who are in their 80s. Yeah. You know, they're young, and they're still dying from this. And that's the problem, right? Well, like, and why are they making that calculation? Because we don't have tests. Now, mm-hmm. why don't we have the test? Here's the thing. The World Health Organization offered the United States tests early on. Back in January, like, okay, you guys have a case. Here are the tests. We rejected the tests. We said no. And we instead, our CDC works through a private corporation for these tests, a German oh, corporation, if I'm that. not mistaken. Which, yeah. interesting enough, Trump owns some uh, stock in. But oh, that, that aside, uh, our tests cost money. Yeah. So everywhere else, three it was Free. Ours was three grand, and it wasn't until March that, after pressure from politicians and people in public, Katie Porter We gotta give a shout out to Katie Porter Amazing. down in SoCal who Irvine literally baby. held the CDC's feet to the fire and the Department of Health's feet to the fire. Was like, "Do you commit now?" Like she would not resist. She would not relent. I mean, would not let go. She like, well, "Do you commit that there will be no charges for people in order to get this test?" And then they finally agreed to it. But as a result of this kind of delaying, of rejecting the uh, World Health Organization's tests, et cetera, we now have a shortage here. Mm-hmm. And now, again, we could address this tomorrow. If we had a functioning administration, they'd be like, all right, let's start to make these new tests. Let's get to work on this. Let's buy more. They could, be, they could have done so much. But we're still not doing that. So we're behind mm-hmm. on tests. And that's the big threat is like America could could easily resolve this issue within a few weeks.
0: We're also low on medical supplies, dude. We're
1: low like, on medical supplies.
0: Um, like I said, my partner is a, a healthcare professional, right? She has to wear the same mask every like the same mask all day at work. Yeah, you know how like up. how like gross and yeah. like like well, weird that, that is?
1: that in of itself is a health risk to her and the people who have to do that, right? There's a reason you dispose of those masks immediately, right? It's because they catch, they're meant to literally catch all the stuff that that get you sick. And then you get rid of it. There's there's like a reason why we've developed these medical procedures. Uh, And we're not talking about like, like procedures in terms of operation, we're talking about procedures like daily help, the reason they wash their hands the way they do, the reason they wear the stuff that they do, the reason that they have the aprons that they do, the gloves that they do, the masks, it's all to protect the people who are on the front line. And that's the people who are being targeted here. Now, let's circle this back. This all ties into what V was talking about, mm-hmm. right? So here's the problem. One of the reasons of this shortages is this 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 fucking fundamental hyper greed that we have in this country, this hyper individualization. You have a government that is now Lieutenant fucking General or Lieutenant, not Lieutenant General, Lieutenant (laughs) Governor of uh, uh, Texas saying, you know what, maybe old people should die if it means saving the economy for young people. Oh yeah, Uh, Dan uh, Patrick. Yeah, there's a joke amongst uh, academics who study religion. that goes, you can tell uh, what a people's God is by what they sacrifice to. Mm. And in America, who do we sacrifice to? The line. What line? The line of the stock market.
2: Yeah, the bottom line. Does it go
1: down? Does it go up? Does it move? And when he said that, and after Congress is like, well, maybe we'll end quarantine, the line went up. It jumped several percentage points today. So like this is literally the talk of mass human sacrifice has appeased (laughs) our our line god. But this all ties back to this kind of hyper greed. People are buying in bulk and therefore creating shortages elsewhere. So we go, okay, well, hand sanitizer, who cares? But the reality is that a lot of that stuff are is needed by people who have medical conditions. Yeah, So yeah. there are people that are talking about, like, so there's mothers that are talking about, like, please stop buying baby wipes in mass bulk because now I don't have anything for my baby. Yeah,
3: yeah.
2: yeah.
1: Please stop buying these other things that I need for my children. Please stop buying hand sanitizer i have an actual illness that requires me to be in a constant state of cleanliness like i have to hand sanitize myself regularly because i can get sick i'm immunocompromised
2: yeah imagine people like yeah autoimmune diseases right yeah exactly like people who are really really sensitive to this stuff
1: right and that's what when when you're talking about the the guy who did that it's a shitty thing to do it's exploitative and it's hyper greedy Right, yeah. and it, it's one of the few times that I believe because I don't believe in our legal system one of our few times where I think the legal system should go after people like that but the impact is also on other people's health he's not just hoarding in order to make money he's hoarding and actually costing people their health and their lives
2: yeah yeah, yeah. well you know what's it's crazy as that so um, after I read the whole Matt Colvin story yeah right like I, I kind of I fell into a hole right because I, I found this term in the New York Times article I was reading Called Retail Arbitrage. Yes. Have you guys heard of that before? Yeah, 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 yeah. So, like, have you heard of Retail Arbitrage before?
0: Yeah, I kind of do it with shoes and my brother does it with shoes.
2: Oh, okay. I mean, I feel like, I actually, I know a lot of people who do that stuff, right? Yeah. But, like, maybe not to the degree that this guy, Matt Colvin, is. But, essentially, this is what he he was supporting himself over, basically, what he was doing. Like, he wasn't just selling sanitizer, right? Like, he was selling all sorts of, like, reselling stuff all yeah. on Amazon, yeah. right? But for people who don't know what Retail Arbitrage is, it's like you're, you're buying things at retail price, like from Target, Walmart, whatever else, right? And essentially, there are online platforms that will scan these items and tell you what the going price is online for them. And then you could sell them for whatever price to make a profit off them, right? So, like, basically, you know, like, um, if I go to Target and light bulbs are on clearance and I buy, and there's a 100 of it, I buy all 100 of them, Mm -hmm. right? And then I could sell them on Amazon for a higher price and make money off of that. Yeah. Right. So um, I, we actually see, I've seen this at the library before where people go through to like, you know, like the friends of the library bookstore and they'll scan book codes to see what the price is and they'll buy the books for yeah. 25 cents and then resell them.
1: Yeah.
2: yeah. Right so like this is this guy made a living off of retail arbitrage. just becoming more and more popular now like you know there's blog posts about it people are doing it as a side gig to supplement their incomes yeah they get yeah. big enough that they're able to make money off it right um what's what's even crazier is the fact that it's like we were talking about amazon before only shutting everything down because it was getting backlash mm-hmm. right now every every at every point like you sell through Amazon, right? Amazon has its own fulfillment program called Amazon FBA, so they take a percentage of of the sale of these people who are reselling on their platform. So Amazon makes money off of these people actually gouging other people who who have bought up stock mm. from uh, all these stores and everything, right? So Amazon makes money. You know, it's there's a weird cycle of like of profiteering here. I think that people don't realize that's happening, right? We see it a lot in, uh, you know, also in the convention business where it's like people will wait. Like when you go to San Diego Comic-Con, you when you're waiting in line for exclusives for mm-hmm. Funko Pops or whatever else, right? You know, you, you kind of expect there to be nothing, to, to, for yourself to be surrounded by these like super fans of like whatever Funko Pop people are waiting for. Yeah. I went to San Diego. I've been going to San Diego Comic-Con for five years straight, right? And I can tell you honestly that a good percentage of the people that I'm waiting in line with to get any exclusive, right? It's not even a fan of the thing. I can't talk to them about whatever fandom we're talking about because they're ultimately people who are waiting in line because they're resellers. Yeah. Right. They're looking to catch the exclusive so they can sell it for, you know, five times the price of what it was to make or whatever it is, Mm. uh, capitalizing off of the buzz. So there's, so, you know, even in like our own fandoms, you know, there's like this like level of greed that is, really kind of it's it's there's almost something like grotesque about it right yeah it's like retail arbitrage
1: is 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 is,
2: you know it's hustling
1: yeah there's an element of hustling involved in it and it's it's a tale as old as time Uh right it's it's as long as there has been business there's been retail arbitrage yeah right in some way shape or form buying something at cost or at a discount and then selling it for a higher amount right and in many ways this is the very principle of retail itself right Uh this is what retail is built up retail buys something for a fraction of what it actually costs Mm
3: -hmm.
1: and then sells it for a lot higher these are individuals that are applying that corporate logic to their own personal side business or whatever yeah and it floods it does a lot it has certain consequences now i on a regular business you know do do you got to do to survive right yeah Mm -hmm. People are going to make a living, and it's no more exploitative than any other form of business that we have now, right? Mm-hmm. It's it is still exploitative, but it's not any more exploitative than being a retail representative because it's still the same concept, right? Mm-hmm. The corporation is literally doing the exact same thing. Uh, we know that. We know that that certain t- devices cost pennies yeah. to make, and they're sold for you know hundreds of dollars yes the problem of retail arbitrage is when you enter enter into that state of crisis Mm -hmm. it's when you enter into that state of the pandemic or war or whatever because those are the people that end up wrecking the economy wrecking people's health wrecking supply lines right like what happens if we enter into into world war ii or into the depression era stuff where we're rationing things
2: yeah, yeah, right? that's true. That
1: person ends up ruining it all. That person ends up costing other people their lives. You know, this reminds me of Game of Thrones, interestingly enough. Um, where, where it's gotten but, shitty in the last season? Yeah. Well, no, the sh- that, that part is true. But uh, if, if you guys can remember Ooh, The rules back...
2: are written by two white men who are out of touch? <laughs> Shut up. Oh, two,
1: okay. <laughs> do you guys remember back when uh, King's Landing was under siege? And Tyrion Lannister and... The, um, and Varus were talking about being under siege, and he was sitting down and reading the exploits of Grandmaster Shavalathan or whatever, right? <laughs> and mm-hmm. they, they, in fact, they were—they couldn't even remember the name of Shavalatish, Chevalathan, etc. And they were talking about like what, like what do you do during the siege? And Varus turns to Brawn, and he goes, "I must congratulate you, Commander of the Gold Cloaks, uh, thievery." Has dropped dramatically, markedly been reduced. And Tyrion goes, uh, and how did you manage this? And Braun goes, Well, we've rounded up all the known thieves. Yeah. <laughs> and Tyrion goes, To have a talk with them? And he's like, Well, no. <laughs> and Tyrion goes into this, like, you can't just go around killing people. We talked about this. And Braun goes, Look. I take, we've now handled all the known thieves. It's the unknown thieves you've got to worry about. And he goes, have either of you ever lived through a siege? And they go, no. And he goes, well, you know what the problem, what the real problem is? It's not the siege that gets people. It's the food shortages. Mm. When proud ladies will sell their jewels and gold for a sack of potatoes. Yeah. He goes in that crisis, the worst figure is the thief.
3: Right. The person
1: who is going to steal the food, the person who's going to steal, he makes the situation worse. And in many ways, the people who do retail arbitrage during the epidemic, they're like that thief. Ah, man, I'm doing it with shoes. (laughs) That's what I'm saying. (laughs) You're okay. You're being a little bit exploitative. But the shoe is not a necessity yeah, yeah. it's but not like saving like
2: it's not saving lives but nobody's sitting
1: yeah. there going my life is on the line if i don't get the latest air jordans the yeezys man i'm in <laughs> a the drawing yeezys. for yeezys yeah man i mean in- i go into drawings for
0: them and then i sell them for like whatever. 80 bucks more than i bought them for whatever
1: whatever God, the point <laughs> damn you are really turning into your brother <laughs> <laughs> Diz's brother used like, he was like 10 and doing this shit. He'd like, stand in line, buy shoes, and then sell them for like double the
3: price. Who do you How think, does he know to be a dirty capitalist, Diz? <laughs> that guy Jeez. was,
1: he was like a through and through capitalist. Like, he was born a capitalist. I've never mm. known someone who at 10 was thinking in terms of profits, but. But Masood was, yeah, like, bro- genuinely by like ten fifteen, he had a thriving shoe business. Yeah, this is true. <laughs> yeah, that's all I can say. He had a fucking thriving shoe business. Wow. Um, but so like that's what it reminds me. Of. But it also is like it, this is like a moment which you see one the worst of people, right? Yeah. Retail arbitrage yeah. shit. Guy hoarding hand sanitizer. We have auto, We have immune compromised people out there. Like fuck that guy. But you also see how fucking incompetent response to this is. You're talking about. Failure of getting testing done, failure of responding properly. You have people who are literally using this opportunity to squeeze their people. So, something that went viral over the past week was from Lake Worth Beach, which happens to be one of the beaches that were not shut down during spring break.
2: Of course. Yeah.
1: The mayor there, Mayor Pam Triolo, um, refused to take the coronavirus seriously. And for several days now, the commissioner Omar Hardy had been like pushing, was like, hey, this is serious. We need to address this. We need to address this. She refused to shut down the beach. The one response she has been taking is that she's allowing the city manager to shut off people's power during a pandemic.
2: Wow. wow. This is
1: where the video goes viral because the commissioner Omar Hardy just rips into them. It's like, we could have responded to this weeks ago. We could have addressed this problem we could have fixed this situation so that no one is threatened with losing their power during a pandemic and she pulls the i'm gonna talk to the manager bullshit that the karens of the world really do she goes you're done you're done this is she shuts down the conversation walks out but the entire thing is recorded and it goes viral on Twitter. People are emailing her now, they're calling her up. This guy, uh, Omar Hardy, is running for state legislature, so they have fingers crossed that he gets elected. But it's one of those moments that really highlights the fact that you, got, you kinda got two types of people here. You have the people who have zero empathy for anyone but themselves. Mm-hmm. Deeply selfish people who will either try to make a profit out of this, Or who don't give a fuck who gets hurt by their actions. Whether that means going to spring break and saying, fuck it if my grandma dies from me getting the coronavirus. Or saying, I'm going to shut down someone's power because they got laid off during an epidemic. And then there's everybody else who's just trying to make it through this pandemic with some semblance of sanity. And then there's a third category: those of us that are gods who are thriving in the moment of chaos. <laughs> and we're going to end it on that note. He's such a and by gods, person. I mean all introverts who right now are going. hmm, I now have time to finish that book. You guys ever watch a, the Twilight Zone episode with the
2: guy who really loves reading? Oh yeah, I mean that's that's a famous. Tw- that's like one of the most famous. where he it's My favorite his glasses.
1: episode. It was the one with uh, where he's yeah. always sneaking off to read. Yeah, no, and he so goes the one, into the bank. The bank. Yeah, vault. he's a banker, so he ends up in the vault. And then he opens up the vault and a nuclear holocaust has (laughs) happened and everybody's dead but him. Yeah. so he just goes to the library and piles up all the books he goes I now have enough time to read uh, and then unfortunately he breaks his glasses but, yeah. but I'm that guy before the glasses
2: break he's played, by a Burgess Meredith, <laughs> he's played by Burgess so Meredith he's played by Burgess Meredith so if you guys have Netflix this is actually go to the Twilight Zone I don't know what season is but the episode is called Time Enough at Last one of Time the best, Enough at Last exactly. one of the best Twilight Zone, that and the monsters they do on Maple Street like two of the greatest episodes of the world. and Twilight that Zone.
1: episode resonates yeah. with me thoroughly uh, because you know what self-isolation I was born for this. All right. <laughs> all right, Diz, why don't you take us out?
0: All right, for all you guys self-quarantining right now or social distancing, we are your spot, all right? You could find us, facebook.com slash nerdy. Twitter, at nerdy. Instagram, at currentlynerdy. Tumblr, currentlynerdy.tumblr.com. YouTube, go watch some of our old YouTube videos, youtube.com slash nerdy. We predicted that Game of Thrones would be shitty. Go watch the videos as proof. All right. Um, and also, we have five years worth of backlog that you could listen to. <laughs> Stitcher. Catch catch up on your currently nerdy. Seriously. Go back. Listen to some of our old episodes. Tell us what you liked. Tell us if we've gotten better. Tell us if we've gotten worse. Um, if we've gotten worse, please feel free to just text Ali on the side because I don't want to hear your nonsense because I have improved with age. Um, but go on there. Make your friends subscribe to us. Y'all got nothing better to do. We're still putting out content for you due to this fucking pandemic, all right? Five-star rating, subscribe, and share it with your friends. If you want to get a hold of us individually, you can. V, hacker to get a hold of you?
2: You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at VTran214. That's V-Y-T-R-A-N-214. You can find me on my website, thesandwichslayer.com. I have not been posting a lot on there because I've been social distancing myself from the sandwiches because it's like, you know, it's a hand food so I can't be, like, touching stuff and then, you know, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, but go there anyway because it'll eventually come back. Ali? You can
1: catch me on Twitter and Instagram at i I've been doing some really cool threads, so if you're bored and you're looking for something to read, go and check out my Twitter. Uh, you can also find me on our sister podcast, Head on History, or at my website, AliAlomi.com. Diz, you can find me
0: on all the social medias at DizBulla. I've been tweeting profusely during this quarantine (laughs) (laughs) i've sac i was willing to sacrifice going back to the gym and not drinking as much and giving up the office for the quarantine or for the pandemic to end um you could also catch me on xbox live if you want to play some some nba 2k it's Bulla on there too d-i-z-b-u-l-l-a-h and if you want some fantasy football advice from last year i know it's a little old at this point currently nerdy sports baby Soundcloud.com slash currently nerdy. Go and check it out.
1: For everyone here at Currently Nerdy, thank you for tuning in. And remember, stay smart, 60 nerds.
0: All hail the currently nerdy empire. Please give us a vaccine soon.